Greetings to those who watch below. Hitchhiking can be a scary thing for both people involved. Whether you've picked up a spirit doomed to relive its final trip, or got into the car with the wrong type of stranger. Here are some true creepy hitchhiking stories. Ran out of gas, don't know where I was, and took a scary ride with a stranger by subsets them. This experience happened before cell phones and GPS. I was 23 years old. I had just moved to Michigan from several states away to start a new job in a factory. I didn't know anything at all about the state. I arrived late on a Sunday, after all the packing to move and the long drive, so I just crashed in an exhausted heap in a hotel near the factory. I had to start work immediately the next morning. We had to clock in and out as I recall, only got a 30 minute lunch and two 15 minute breaks that you also had to clock in and out for and got docked if you went over the time, which wasn't enough to allow you to leave during the workday. We worked 12 hours a day from 7am to 7pm and I think 8 till 4 on Sundays. It was winter then, so I arrived and left in the dark. That meant I really didn't have a chance to explore my new neighbourhood. I just went to and from work. I didn't have any friends or relatives in the entire state either, much less where I worked. By the end of the first work week, due to having to pay for lunches and so on, I had exhausted the small amount of cash I had. I finally got some time off the first Sunday. My car was very nearly out of gas at this point, and I had no way to pay for gas without cash. I didn't even have a major or gas credit card or even a local check since I hadn't been able to get to a local bank to open an account yet. I didn't know where the nearest gas station was, but figured I'd come across one as this factory was very near a major interstate, though the area around the factory was very rural and sparsely populated. Since all I had was a department store credit card, my plan to get gas was as follows. I found out from people at work that there was a large mall off an exit on the interstate and the mall was about a 15 minute drive away. The department store I had the credit card with was at this mall. I knew from prior experience that I'd be able to cash a check there and then use the cash at a gas station. I figured I had enough gas to make this short trip, so I headed out on the interstate. The store closed at 5pm that day, but I had time to make it. I think the credit department where I was going to cash the check closed at 4.30, but I wasn't sure. I was planning to get there by 5 and was hoping for the best, so time was a bit tight. I had covered a few miles on the interstate when I felt the car slowing and noticed that it would no longer respond to my pressing my foot down on the gas pedal. Shit, I had run out of gas. I managed to pull onto the shoulder before the car died. I didn't have AAA, and even if I did, I had no way to call for help. I also didn't even really know where I was other than being on the interstate between work and this mall. Also the clock was ticking, and every minute that passed was bringing me closer to the store closing time, which was my only hope for cash, and ultimately gas. Maybe until the following Sunday. Shit, shit, shit. I was thinking about walking, but didn't see any gas stations ahead, and hadn't passed any either. A few minutes later, a car pulled up on the shoulder in front of me, and asked if I needed any help. The driver was a man, 
appearing to be in his late 30s or early 40s. Nothing about his demeanour raised any alerts at the time, but he was a stranger, so I had my guard up. I told him I ran out of gas and I was going to walk to a station. He said that there weren't any stations close by and that he'd give me a ride. Shit. I really, really didn't want to do this, but felt that I had no choice. If it happened today, I would just ask the person to call road service for me, but as this wasn't possible, and I'd had experience growing up taking rides from strangers and nothing really happened, I decided I had to do it, but that I would sit hard up against the passenger side door in case he tried to grab me, and I would jump out if things got scary. Note that I had never heard of Ted Bundy, and how he abducted women at the time. He had removed the car door handles on the passenger side, so they couldn't escape. I'm kind of glad that I didn't know this. My rescuer starts driving and asking me questions as he drove. I didn't want to disclose too much information, but he finds out that I just moved there and didn't really know anyone. Then, he said that I really shouldn't get in a car with a stranger. Hadn't I heard that there was a serial killer on the loose and a few girls about my age had been killed? Fuck, 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 my blood ran cold. But he smiled and said I was safe with him. Um, right. He exited the interstate and made a few turns. We got to a shell gas station which wasn't visible from the interstate. At that point, I had no idea where I was, how to get back to my car, or exactly where it was. This gas station also had a working garage that was still open. I told the guy I would be right back, and that he could wait out front, which luckily, he did. So, I got to go in alone. I told the cashier that I needed gas, and that I also needed a gas can. She said that they didn't have any to sell. I told her that actually I didn't have any money, and was in a pinch, and asked if I could borrow one. She said I couldn't help. I went back out front, and told the guy this. He said that it was okay. He lived nearby, and had his own gas pump. We could just go to his house. Come on, let's go. And he started walking to his car. No fucking way. I turned around and went into the gas station garage, where I immediately noticed a couple of gas cans leaning up against the wall. I grabbed one and took it to a pump, where I filled it up with a gallon or so of gas. I went back to the cashier and told her that I was taking the gas can and the gas. She said I couldn't do that, and I said that yes, I was going to do this, and I was going to leave my driver's license and department store credit card as collateral and that I would be back to pay for the gas and would return the can. That I was in trouble and that I didn't know the guy, that he was talking about serial killers and wanted to take me to his house, and she had to let me take the gas and the can and I wasn't leaving without it. I put my driver's license and credit card down on the counter and assured her I'd be back. Then I had to get back in this guy's car and hope he'd take me back instead of off to some field to kill me. I know that he also knew that the gas station had my ID, so I assumed that if I didn't return with the can, they might recall that I was there with this guy. I thought that this might provide some measure of protection. Luckily, he did take me back to my car. I really didn't want to give them to him. There was no reason for him to ask for them, and he also took the gas can from me and poured the gas into the tank. I didn't want him to take the can from me either, but I was hoping that maybe things would turn out okay 
if I just kept acting like all of this was normal. He then told me to pop the hood and that he checked the engine. I held up my can for the keys and luckily he gave them back. I didn't know what he was going to do once he had access to the engine. Remove the distributor cap, remove the spark plug wires, unhook the battery. It didn't even make sense to me that he needed to look under the hood when I knew I was just out of gas. He told me to start the car. I did. Then, when he told me to pop the hood, it only opened a bit until the latch caught. As he was walking along the side of the car towards the front to finish opening the hood, I accelerated off, with the hood still partially open. I heard him yell, and assumed that he went back to his car, but didn't see him again. I found my way back to the gas station and returned the empty gas can. I picked up my license and credit card, and got to the department store in time, where I cashed the largest check they allowed. I tried to never run out of gas again, and now study maps before I venture out somewhere new, even though I have GPS. Maybe this guy was trying to help. Maybe he was a concerned dad who just saw a girl in trouble and there was nothing more to it. There's a high probability of this. Most people in Michigan are really nice and helpful, but they have had their share of killers too. But if he was trying to help, then why tell me about serial killers and try and get me to go to his house? Ghost Hitchhiker by Isaac W. Nation I live in Northern Christchurch in the suburb of Belfast. In Belfast there's an old house and property on Main North Road, named the Capitoe Historical Reserve. Whenever I drive past this place, either by myself or with friends or family, I always get a small chill. Since I was a small boy, I've always suspected the house was haunted. My experience around two months ago has made me almost certain. It was around 1.30am on a Saturday morning. I was making my way home from a party at which I was the sober driver. I dropped off my mates and was ready to make my way into the loving arms of my bed. As I was driving north toward the house, I thought I could make out the figure of a person standing at the side of the road and what looked like a backpack at their feet. A hitchhiker? at 1.30 in the morning. It sounded ridiculous as I said it out loud to myself, but as I got close to the house, the hitchhiker clearly wasn't a figment of my imagination. Curiously, although I could see the hitchhiker quite clearly now, she, the person was female in appearance, was seemingly faceless. By now I was more than a little freaked out, but I wasn't about to stop the car. As I passed the hitchhiker, she turned to face my car, and I felt myself go cold all over. Her face was anything but ordinary. Imagine an old leather volleyball that had a rough going over from some vigorous high school students. I wrenched my eyes away from the hitchhiker, who by now, in my eyes, was almost definitely a ghost. I punched the accelerator for the next half a kilometre, keen to put as much distance between myself and what I had just seen as possible. As I pulled up the driveway at home, I felt a wave of relief wash over me. I told some of my family about the episode. My uncle then told me of a story set about ten years ago, in which a young woman was killed while hitchhiking, either from 
or at the historical building in Belfast. This, in my mind, is the same woman that I saw on my late drive around two months ago. Since that night, every time I've driven past, I've looked for the mysterious woman, but I haven't seen her since. The Lady at the Mall Who Tried to Hitch a Ride by Unrelated to Elephant When I was between 8 and 10, my parents and I went to the mall one weekend in Jacksonville, Florida, like we did all the time. We were walking back to our car, and a woman walking with a limp approached us. Let it be known that my dad walks with a pretty clear limp. She asked us if we can give her a ride to the Home Depot across the street, because her car is over there and is out of gas or some shit. She explains herself one or two more times and changes the destination to Lowe's, then back to Home Depot. Only one of these places is actually across the street. My parents are kind, somewhat gullible people, so they said sure, because it was the right Christian thing to do. And it was. I'm sketched out by her immediately, because she just seemed really weird. She just keeps talking and trying to give us different explanations for why she needs a ride. We went to the car, and I accidentally dump all my shit out my back seat, onto the ground, to stall time, just because I'm really creeped out. I take my sweet-ass time picking everything up. My dad starts the car, and we're about to drive, when a cop approaches the car, and tells us we shouldn't give this woman a ride. I remember him stopping us and being adamant not to give her a ride as this was a bad idea. The woman got out of the car and walked away normally with no limp. I'm guessing she was either a grifter, a homeless person, or just a petty criminal who did shit like this all the time. It just bothers me, knowing she could have mugged my parents, or hurt me or them. Maybe it's not as creepy as some people's stories, but for me... It's more about what could have happened. The Ghostly Hitchhikers by Sanja Pat This incident happened a couple of years ago. Around 15 old college friends of mine decided to have a small reunion at a seaside beach resort about 60 kilometers from Mumbai in India. The place is called Marud, famous for its pristine beach a great place to chill out for a couple of days. We had booked a seaside resort for the weekend and hoped that it would be great fun. I didn't want to miss the occasion because it was a rare occasion when we could get the entire gang together. We had decided to leave from Mumbai on Friday afternoon and reach Marud by the evening. But as fate would have it, something important came up and I couldn't join the others when they left in the afternoon. It was decided that I would leave later in the evening and reach the resort at night. My friend Anand magnanimously volunteered to accompany me in the evening. It was around 8pm when we were able to finish off my work and start off. The road leading to Marud is very lonely, especially during night, and there's a very narrow stretch of road which is an accident prone area. We were initially apprehensive about driving along that path at night but finally giving caution to the winds, decided to make the journey anyway. It would normally have taken us three and a half hours to reach Marud, but driving along narrow roads can be quite difficult, especially at night, 
and can increase the total time by up to an hour. We started out in an Anz 4x4 SUV, assured that the potholes along the highway would pose no hindrance to us. It was around 11.30 when we were on a lonely stretch of road, about 40 kilometers from our destination. A couple of minutes after joining the road, we saw a couple asking for a lift. Normally, we wouldn't have stopped to give a lift to hitchhikers at such a late hour, but the couple looked like honeymooners who had come to spend some quiet time together after marriage. On closer inspection, they seemed well-spoken and safe enough to give a ride to. The guy told us they were staying at Kashid Beach, around 10 kilometers from Arud. They were staying at a resort there and had been stranded for two hours. They had rented a bike for the evening, but it had suffered a puncture. I could see a bike parked on the side of the road with a punctured tyre, so it made his story more believable. We asked them to hop in, and told them that we would drop them off at their destination which was on the way. Along the way we found that both of them had a good sense of humour, and we found out that we all got along quite well. They introduced themselves as Ravi and Sunita, married recently, and had come over to Kashid Beach for a honeymoon from Mumbai. Time passed by, and the conversation grew lesser, since all of us were quite tired. However, our couple had made themselves comfortable in the back seat of our car, and all we could hear were whispers. Anand and I smiled silently at each other, but said nothing. Then, something happened, which still gives me the creeps. Somewhere near Kashid, our vehicle suddenly came to a halt. I knew that we had a full tank of petrol, and it wasn't the reason for this. Without looking back, I got out of the car and opened the bonnet, trying to figure out the reason for the sudden breakdown. I heard the guy Ravi call out asking whether I needed any help. I couldn't see into the car because of the bonnet. Surprisingly, there was no word from Anand, who was my co-passenger and would naturally have come out of the car to give me a hand. I called out to him and walked to the window. Anand was just sitting there, sweating profusely. He looked at me and pointed to the back seat with trembling hands. I could still hear the couple in the back seat of the car whispering to each other, a couple of feet away from me. Just as when we were travelling, but there was no one there now. Continuous whispering, but only empty seats. My head started reeling, and I thought that I would probably lose consciousness and faint. Gathering all my strength, I opened the door, got an hand out of the car, and we ran from there, like our lives depended on it. When we were a couple of metres away from the car, we heard a loud laugh in a man's voice and a wail in a woman's, coming from the car. After that, there was eerie silence. Fortunately for us, there was a police station around half a kilometre from where our car broke down. We were badly shaken and on the verge of collapse. The cops on duty were very sympathetic to us, but were not surprised on hearing our story. They told us that this wasn't the first occasion that such a thing had happened. It seems that some years back, a honeymooning couple who were stranded on the lonely road at night were brutally murdered. Their bike had developed a puncture, and they tried to hitch a ride to their resort, which happened to be at Kashid. They hitched a ride from the wrong people, and eventually met their grievous end. The sightings had happened a couple of times earlier too. We were told by the constables to spend the night at the police station. 
we immediately called up our worried friends and informed them about the incident. We also forbade them from driving down on that road, as we didn't want a repeat of the incident which happened to us. Anand and I spent an uncomfortable night at the police station. We couldn't believe that this had happened to us. The next morning at around 6am, the cops escorted to us to our car, which was now empty. A friend also arrived there shortly. We thanked the cops for their help and started back towards Mumbai, without even bothering with the reunion plans. I was just happy that both me and my friend had escaped unscathed. While driving down towards Mumbai, I sleepily glanced from the window where we had picked up the couple. I couldn't see the bike which we had seen there last night, but I definitely thought I saw an old, worn-out rusty tyre lying on the side of the road. I might be wrong considering the state I was in after the previous night's ordeal. I went to Kashida a year later. On the way, we stopped at the police station and inquired whether any further sightings of the couple had been reported. We are happy to learn that there were none after our incident. Thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. What do you guys think of these videos where it's a mix of encounters with everyday people and also encounters with the paranormal, all based on a particular theme? Let me know in the comments below. And if you think of a good theme, also make sure you pop it down. I may just use that in the future. Also, massive, massive thank you to the members of those who dwell below. Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and Ghost City Shelton. You guys are fantastic in deciding to support myself, and I can't wait for more people to join. So, until next time, sleep tight.